Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and this is another journal episode um, from the car driving along A1A, um, which is the beach road where I live. So uh, tonight, I guess it's night, it's almost six, uh, I'm going to talk about non-self, anatta. In Buddhism, it's the idea of non-self. Um, anatta in Sanskrit means uh, the, the, the fall or drop um, and, it, and not in the sense of like dropping your phone or something falling off of a ledge but more in the sense that like the dropping of a veil that kind of thing the, the dropping an idea, letting go um, also means to dance and perform as an actor which is interesting when we look at the word lila, which means play or drama or sport. And these two concepts are very important um, in both uh, Buddhism and Hinduism. And uh, that's very interesting because when you look at like uh, the Bhagavad Gita, the Ramayana, all of these kind of uh, these, these pieces of literature, um, it's, uh, it's, it very much alludes to like the idea, like for instance, right, um, Krishna is trying to get Arjuna to fully inhabit his role as the warrior, right? Um, Vishnu is uh, incarnated as Ram, and in a lot of ways, uh, Hanuman and these others are helping Ram fulfill his role, or Vishnu fulfill his role as Ram. Um, in the heart of God uh, playing the role as Sita right in the Ramayana and you know your courage or courage itself playing the role of Hanuman it's interesting Um, so to look at me use myself as an example Keith is a relative concept meaning that who I am doesn't necessarily I mean it doesn't exist shouldn't say it doesn't necessarily, it just doesn't exist. Um, my uh, personality, like even even like taking a personality test, which, you know, they're, they're wildly accurate. Um, and you take it and I read the results and it means something to me. You read the my results and it means something to you. You know, to try to find some objectivity in this. Um, I remember when I first got my Enneagram results feeling like I just got a horrible diagnosis. Um, you know, if you don't know me, you read those results and see controller and it's like, oh God, this fucking guy, right? Then you get to know him and you're like, oh, I see how this plays into his personality. Um, the same thing I saw it and I was like, oh, this is no good. And then it's like, well, I see now how this plays into my personality, but it's only relative. Meaning that uh, let's okay, remember that, but think of it this way. Um, each person in your life, and even take like your group of friends, like say you have like a, a group of friends and you guys have known each other for years and years and years. You have a different identity to each of these people, even if you've all shared the experiences together. It still is relative. Um, you know, my experience with my friend Tim, like the way he sees me is going to be different to the way James or Mason or Troy see me, right? Um, 
and even who I see myself, the way I relate to myself and my personality will change depending on who I'm around, right? Um, you know, my friend Troy, who I work closely with, he doesn't, I mean, he knows, <laughs> he knows how I am, but he wasn't around for some pretty intense uh, moments, right? Some of my other friends have been around for those. Right. They've seen, you know, like, I think Troy sometimes has an idea of how this can go, you know, and then some friends have seen it go that route, <laughs> you know, where like Troy could picture it happening. James could have, you know, it's like, I've seen this happen. Um, but when I'm relating to those people, I'm always relating a little differently. Um, I go to my cousin's house, how Katie sees me. She sees me as her younger cousin, right? I'm, you know, in my family, my nickname is Kit. And she sees me as Kit, you know? Um, she vacillates between calling me Kit and Keith all the time. Depends on the subject matter, actually. Um, you know, sometimes I'm Keith. Sometimes I'm, ah, Kit, right? Uh, and how I perform as Keith, how I perform my human incarnation is different with Katie than it would be with somebody I'm dating, right? And it's just, and it's not like a performance in that it's an inauthentic thing. It's just my mind tells my nervous system different stories. So, you know, it goes back to what I've said before that if I stand on the side of the street, a lot of cars drive past me and, you know, um, there's a lot of different opinions, right? Um, the other day, I um, saw a man I was with somebody, and I saw there's a lot of runners here in South Florida. A lot of people run, and I saw an older man running barefoot down the road, like I do. And I never see barefoot runners. Like it's just me <laughs> out here barefoot. And you know, a lot of people drove past him and thought this fucking idiot, right? The same way they drive past me and go, "Good lord," right? Um, but I drove past him like, this guy's brilliant, you know? And like, then other people see like this fucking knucklehead doesn't have shoes on. So even that, right? Like you, we respond differently to different things and that's all it is. Right? So the non-self thing is that you don't exist. There's no objective you. Now let's say you try to object, you try to identify with something objective like your body. Let's say you identify with yourself as a very athletic 20-something, right? And you get older and your body has a hard time. And I mean, except I, honestly, for me, like my body has never worked better and it's never felt better. <laughs> but um, let's say I didn't take care of myself. And let's say that I just let it all go to shit. But then I wanted to perform at the same level that I was as like, you know, as 22. Well... What if I'm fully identified with my abilities as a 22-year-old? Well, that's not going to work. I'm going to be very disappointed. It's going to hurt. Um, you know, it's like if I, uh, you know, like, I'm, I don't know. Right now, I, I need reading glasses uh, when I'm sitting at home. And I'm on the couch at the end of the night. And the, the lights are kind of dim. Uh, you know, start to turn the lights down and 
and I'm looking at my phone and I have to put little readers on, you know, to look at my phone. But right now in my car, if I took it out, I can see it. It's fine. But what if I was, you know, ah, just, I hate that I need these reading glasses. Man, I used to, used to not need reading glasses. Like, well, you do now. So what the fuck, you know, but that's how this, so Buddha would say that the belief in a fixed, solid self creates a lot of suffering, right? You see yourself as a thin, athletic, whatever, and you've let your body go to shit and you look in the mirror and it's very painful to look at, right? Um, maybe not for some of you. I mean, you know, body positivity and all that, you're probably very excited. But some of you might be upset, you know, and so that creates a lot of pain and suffering. Um, and, and it works the other way too. I've had a very poor self image. Um, you know, and the belief that me being an unlovable, creature that is a lot to deal with and, and just a, difficult to be around, right? Um, the belief in that fixed solid self is very painful. You know, when you long for connection and you know, you've experienced a lot of disconnection, then the belief in a fixed solid self is very difficult, right? So you know, and the reason all the, the, you know, the difficulty, you know, if you're believing in like, you know, if it's like, oh, I'm very, you know, again, back to the athletic, you know, very athletic. And then over time it starts to deteriorate. It's very sad if you're attached to athleticism, right? Attached to weighing a certain weight, right? The, the changing of all of that and seeing how it all changes is very difficult, right? Um, the belief that uh, you are fixed and solid in your unlovableness is also horrible. Because in that way, you believe that that's solid too. And the, and, and the belief that that is solid creates, you know, a lot of pain. But, then when you, but in that regard, when you realize that it's all changing that it's all just kind of moving and you realize that there's no objective uh, real you then you just start to realize that you can change it that's the route I took right it's like my body is changing you know my body at one point changed for the worse right and I believed that that was going to be me and not only was my body difficult for me to deal with but the way I was, the, the person that I thought that I was in relation to certain people was bad as well, right? And learning that I don't have to be any of those things, that that's not real. That's not objectively real. So the non-self thing is very difficult to get your head around, but you realize when I'm not, my, I'm not who I think I am, I'm not what I think I am. Right? It's a conspiracy. It's a, it's a conspiracy of, this, of identity. Right? It goes back to the Ram Dass quote, I'll pretend you are who you think you are if you pretend I am who I think I am. As long as we maintain that, we'll all be okay. 
So if I believe that I am X, but I slowly turn into Y, as long as you still see me as X, because I don't want to be Y, but I want to, I want to remain X, and you continue seeing that I'll keep you around. God help you if you start to see me as Y, then I'll have to let go of you. But when you start to realize that none of it is fixed, none of it is solid, and it all changes. And I believe that our outward, you know, meat suit reflects our inward thinking. I believe that because I've experienced it myself. That when my thinking was bad, my body was rough. It was very unhealthy. And as my, my mental state improved, you know, then my body improved. The outlook on my body improved. Did not just, you know, not that I didn't have to do anything, but the will to change it got better. Um, in fact, recently someone who's known me for a very long time um, said, uh, it, was very, it was probably the best compliment I've ever gotten, and he said, you've completely transformed your body. I don't know that I really set out to or meant to, but I just became so um, unnerved with the way it was that I was like, well, I might as well change this, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a great Seneca quote. Uh, we treat our bodies rigorously so that our minds will obey. That couldn't be more real. You know, you see it when you're doing yoga. You see it when you're running. You see it when you're lifting. You see it in all exercise. Like, it just starts to, you know, really, things change. That there is a definitely a mind-body connection. Um, Uh, some of you sometimes mistake my um, my uh, this kind of these things that I say for me like being you know fat phobic um, and uh, phobic meaning uh, to averse strong aversion or dislike and you'd be correct um, I am uh, f- I have a phobia around my own fat so. Um, I'm afraid of my own fat. I'm afraid of the way my legs swell when I'm fat and I'm sitting for too long. I'm afraid of the way I can't breathe when I'm going uphill when I was really fat. Uh, afraid of the way I couldn't see my own dick or feet when I was really fat. Um, afraid of, uh, you know, yeah, afraid of it. Didn't like hold my breath to tie my shoes, things like that. Uh, and you take my own disdain for that personally. And, uh, you know, that's up to you. Go for it. You might want to pick up a book called The Four Agreements. Take a look at that second one. Anyway, um, but that me existed, I guess, in time. At one point, it doesn't now. Um, There was a time where my attitude really sucked. And to this day, a lot of people think that I have a bad attitude, which I absolutely don't. Uh, You know, that's usually people that, like, skirt around or orbit me don't, they, they see me as, you know, that I have a bad attitude, um, and I don't, 
people that truly know me well know that I am. You know, the more closer you get to me, the more intimate you get with me, the more you know it's actually gone by that too. But very, very happy. Um, and uh, yeah, but that, that you get back to that like fixed, solid thing. You know, fixed, solid self. Like, what, you know, which of these things you're going to buy into? Um, the idea of non-existence is uh, always important. The understanding of emptiness, that this is all just intrinsically empty, that you mean nothing. You have no intrinsic value. You have no intrinsic identity. You have nothing. You are nothing. And you're nothing in the most beautiful way. In our culture, being nobody or being nothing is a bit of an insult. But, uh, yeah. It's the truth. And then you get to now fill the vessel with whatever you want. Um, so again, anatta means uh, performing as an actor, like to dance, um, to do the dance. And this is the dance. Do the dance of you know, loneliness, do the dance of family, closeness, do the dance of sadness. You know, and that really goes back to um, you know, also real quick, Leela, right? The play, drama, or sport. But if you look at the, uh, the Buddhist uh, two truths doctrine of um, there being a relative truth and an absolute truth, that, you know, that there is the relative, which is I am relatively Keith. I am relatively, you, know, you look, at, look at my day, right? Um, I'm relatively something to my clients at work, right? Uh, and then I'm relatively something to my boss, my leader. I'm relatively something to friends, and I, right? And you go through, I'm relatively something to myself, but then there's the absolute. And I'm absolutely you. I am absolutely God. I am absolutely part and parcel of the fountainhead. I am it. Just like you are it. We are the thing. There's no we. Right? And, uh, and you, 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 you're supposed to um, have... Uh, you're supposed to have this fucked up belief in a fixed self. The, the discomfort and the suffering is part of being alive. And it's not a mistake and it's not supposed to be pushed away. You're supposed to have it. It's the work. It's like, you know, somebody running and being like, I don't like running because it hurts. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's running. It's fucking uncomfortable. That's the fun of it. Like, what? Like, yeah. You run really hard, you do something very difficult, and then, like for me, the fun of doing uh, rigorous things, whether it's running and hiking and paddling and these things, it's like the feeling I have afterwards that, that you know, the endorphins, are, that's, what I, that's what I live for. That's what I love. You know, mile eight's miserable for everybody, right? But, you know, it's that feeling afterwards, that soreness, that good feeling. And that's this, you know, you, we do this work as human beings so that when this dance is done, you know, you get a little closer to whatever it is. If that even exists, I have no idea. This could be a big fucking dirt nap. I have no idea. Let's say it is. Even if it is a big fucking dirt nap, your belief in a fixed solid self is going to drive you nuts. It's going to make you fucking crazy. Right? Um, I hope this made a lick of sense. Uh, 
So um, if you want to help support this, um, give me ideas. What do you want? What do you want from me? Um, Patreon stuff, another tier, I don't know. What do you want? We'll do it. Um, third book, couldn't be happier. Um, I love it. It's really reflective of, you know, where we left off, you know. Um, a lot of relationship, spiritual things like that. Um, yeah. But uh, if you want to support the ongoing effort of this thing, you can do that at theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. You can buy the books there. Please use the, book, use the books link on the website. Don't go to Amazon, please. Those go to Balboa Press. And quite frankly, fuck Balboa Press. Um, and uh, buy them from Blurb. Buy them off the Blurb site. If you can. Uh, so you just don't, whatever. I eventually get that money. Like, one day. Um... There's t-shirts, things like that. I love the new uh, Illuminati member shirt. I think it's funny. Uh, Patreon, if you have an idea for a Patreon tier, let me know. Um, If you want to send me an attaboy Venmo donation, consider this virtual panhandling uh, at its highest. That's it. Um, Be in touch. Call me. I love you. I hope this was helpful. I hope this makes sense. You guys are really cool about reaching out, asking questions, digging deeper. I'm here for it. Uh, especially in these journal episodes, I leave a lot of I's undotted and a lot of T's uncrossed. So, all right, I love you. Bye bye.